Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Welcome back to the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. We're brought to you by Pelican Built Tough. For all situations, go to pelican.com. Yak Gadget. For all your fine kayak fishing accessory needs, go to yakgadget.com. Eastport Marina on the beautiful shores of Dale Hollow Lake. For all your lodging, kayaking, and fishing needs, go to eastport.info. Now let's get this show started. Boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Welcome to another wonderful show. Hi, Jay. Hi, Brian. I am uh, currently sharing this up on the old Facebook. If y'all are in here, please do the same. Let's get some folks in here. We have a pretty epic conversation. I heard something about gators in the swamp with a stand-up paddleboard before we started. So, uh, yeah, that ain't my cup of tea. But uh, we're going to hear about it. We're going to hear about it. Along with a couple of uh, other great things, a um, couple quick announcements. The fan- Kayak Fantasy Fishing League, uh, Susie just messaged me. The rosters are up to date. You guys can set uh, all your rosters for the upcoming event currently uh, taking place on Toledo Bend this weekend. The first Hobie event of the year sold out 200 anglers. Let's go. I've already seen a bunch of big fish pictures coming in on the old social medias. So that's always nice. And then uh, just a friendly reminder, Dale Hollow events coming up end of April or end of April, end of March, beginning of April. Uh, It's actually the weekend of April 2nd and 3rd down at the beautiful Eastport Marina. Uh, the link to Tourney X is down in the description. If you guys are listening on the podcast, in the car, in the garage, on your way to Toledo Bend, uh, you can get signed up for that down in the uh, down in the show uh, show chat. All that stuff is there. 
uh, Jay is posting these links in the wrong chat. Um, I don't have access to the regular comment one, man. <laughs> like I'm, I'm a visitor on this podcast through this link. Last week you just did so well, and this this <laughs> week because I was handing them to you. Like, I am now. <laughs> this week, this week, uh, Jay Slacken might have to. Uh, you know, deduct some money out of his paycheck this week. I'm going to have to, yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm definitely going to be negative then because it was negative before. <laughs> so uh, you guys can get signed up for that stuff. Uh, like I said, all the stuff's in the show notes, all the infos on Tourney X. Uh, we got, uh, we got uh, two local kayak trails joining us uh, from Tennessee, Central Tennessee Kayak Anglers in the Cumberland kayak trail as well so uh if you guys fish those uh two clubs you guys can get points towards your clubs and all that good stuff i know that's getting announced later this week i'm probably spilling some beans i probably shouldn't but that's what i do so you're welcome uh <laughs> i spill beans uh we got anything else anything else am i forgetting anything no i think we're okay for right now we got uh, John Big Daddy Rap in the house. He says he's looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to seeing you, brother. It's been too long. I think the last time I saw Rap was down at ICAST. That was back in July. That's shorter than me. I haven't seen Big Daddy Rap in a long time. I might shed a tear right now. We got <laughs> Frank Profilone in the house. Sup, Slayers? Uh, I know uh, there's going to be a slew of the Pal and Finn hosts joining uh, Mr. Frank on his podcast coming up on a very soon Saturday. I don't know if I'm supposed to say the date. I don't want to spill too much for Frank. But, uh, yeah, we're going to do a podcast with him, man. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, Frank's a super energetic dude, and uh, he's doing great things with the Slay Nation tournament. So, what's up, Frank? Thanks for being here, brother. Always appreciate you uh you got anything else jay no sir let's get this show on the road ladies and gentlemen mr jeff jones guys. what up jeff? <laughs> thanks man <laughs> what's happening brother how you doing i'm good man uh crazy enough i'm a soccer coach now like i don't know nothing about soccer you driving you a mini you driving a minivan too bro, or what? <laughs> i don't drive a minivan <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I got a Prius, silly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's great. That's great. Yeah. So anyway, that's what I just got done doing. So. Oh, right on, man. Well, yeah. I mean, at least you know you're down in the south, and uh, yeah. I mean, I, I, I deal with being a soccer coach right now instead of you know having twenty degree temps up here. Yeah, I mean it's like but, in the forties right now, so well, it's pretty chilly for here. Just think about that yeah. too. He's like down there by the Gulf. Yeah, I was like, and we're not. Yeah, <laughs> we're, yeah. we're not. You know, it's like we're like you know, it, it's like our grass is white right now. Yeah, <laughs> mine's brown. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, it's like yeah. I mean, yeah. You, you don't know what it's like up here, bro. It's hard. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't want to either. <laughs> yeah. I'll stick with with the south. We got Mr. Slifka in the chat tuning in on the old YouTubes. What's up, brother? Man, you know, we were talking about it before the show. We we think we did a podcast with you before. We're not 100% yeah, sure. Yeah, and it's ages like, ago. It's been I, a while back. 
I forget who I was talking to on the phone today. I'm like, I couldn't even tell you how many podcasts I've done. And, uh, you know, it, it goes back and we're like, I think it was back in 2019 sometime. So it, it, it's been a hot minute since we've uh, gotten a chance to sit down. That and sounds chat about right. Yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, my goodness, dude. I'm, just, I'm looking right now. 816 yeah. episodes. Oh, for right? us? Is that it? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, man. So check that out. 816. Uh, yeah. yeah. That's a low number. We we do a we do a, a little bit of content over here, you know. Yeah, you know how it goes. <laughs> got it going on, man. <laughs> but uh, you know, for the good folks that may have not heard that episode, may not know who you are, man. Why don't you just give us a little introduction where you're from? Sure. You know how you got into fishing, and uh, you know fishing from a stand-up paddleboard, bro. Well, man, uh, name's Jeff Jones. Uh, you know, obviously, and uh, I live in Mobile, Alabama. I fish Mississippi. Uh, the Gulf Coast, Mississippi, you know, more than anything. And it's just a hop and skip across the state line for me. Uh, I grew up fishing. I actually, a lot of the, a lot of the places I fish are, are named after some of my ancestors. So that's pretty cool to get to fish in, in areas like that. Hmm. And uh, yeah, man, I honestly don't remember any time when I was a kid, I wasn't fishing. So that's how I got into it. And uh, it just kind of stuck, you know? Right on. So, uh, been married 13 years, got three kids, and uh, they all like fishing too. So. Nice. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Well, let's let's backtrack there. So you yeah. fish a lot of waters that are named after your ancestors. Is that yeah. just because your family roots have just been yeah, man, in that? Deep here. <laughs> really? Really? Yeah. Like how far back are we talking? Yeah, I don't even know that, man. <laughs> 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 so one of the bayous I fish is um, in Bangs Lake and and. Um, Bangs Island, and that's named after my maternal, you know, uh, ancestors. So that's going cool. back to great, great, greats. Got some a- ancient lineage going on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, do you yeah. got some like you know generational information on where the fish are going to be on any given point in day, or what? Yeah, man. So uh, <laughs> when the sun comes up here, you got to get the rock. <laughs> yeah man yeah that's that's pretty cool man like no, none I, of the cool stuff was passed down like that <laughs> <laughs> that's that's cool though man to be able to fish some waters that's actually named after uh some of your family members yeah. man like i couldn't even imagine that it's got to be i mean when you're out there you know fishing do you like ever sit back and think to yourself like like great 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 grandpa was might have been sitting in this spot yeah. catching a fish man that's that's wild yeah, now I do. They did pass down some of the spots that they fished. Now that's that's pretty cool. So I do fish a lot of the same areas, and for a lot of the same species too. And uh, man, what's even you know I, I think it's cool anyway. One of the places I fish, Bangs Island, is a uh, shell mid, and it's uh, the Indians that were down here. They basically created the island by eating the oysters, and they just piled oh, wow. up oysters over time. And so this island is probably I don't know a couple hundred yards long uh, by you know, 75 to hundred yards wide. And it's literally just oyster shells that they created from eating oysters. So that's a yeah. lot, of, lot. That's of a lot oysters. of oysters. So that's a lot yeah. of time to, to make that. So yeah, that's cool, man. That's yeah. very cool. So, you know, you said you fish uh, the Mississippi Gulf coast and stuff mm-hmm. when you're out there, what are you primarily chasing? Uh, well, I've got my favorites, but most of the time I'm after redfish and speckled trout. Uh, I like tarpon, 
and uh, they're it's been tough for them. And uh, flounder, of course, that's another nice. one of my favorites. So, yeah. Which one's your uh, favorite to uh, take home for some table fare? Speckle trout and flounder, man. Hmm. Yeah, yep. you and Dustin are like brothers. I was gonna say brothers. you guys are real similar. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's flounder, cool. man. I, I yeah, I have a hard time releasing all of them. <laughs> <laughs> Those are, those are the ones that are like flat, sit on the bottom, kind of blending yeah. with the sand, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's sound, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Have you ever done like the spearing for those things? Yeah, yeah. Like I've seen guys like do yeah. that. Like they'll go out at night and shine lights and just kind of spear them. That's kind of cool too. Yeah, actually, I got a boat. Uh, me and my dad rigged up with uh, with flounder lights on the front of it. And uh, hmm. yeah, we done that as a kid too. Nice. So. Nice. Man. I still got a uh, flounder gig from like twenty something years ago. So that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. So, passed pass down, passed down through the generations, or yeah. Well, my dad made it for me while he was a uh, working construction. I was a kid. I was like ten years old. He made it for me. Still got it. So well, that's, that's rad. Cool. That's yeah. rad. Very cool, man. How'd you get into the stand-up paddleboard, man? Like. Cause you went from a kayak to the stand up paddleboard, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. So I started out in uh, in a Vibe Sea Ghost. Well, <laughs> I originally starting out in a kayak, I was in like this uh, cheap, like uh, I don't even know what it was now. It's a Pelican something, but it was uh, it got me started, and uh, that was the main thing. And then I went from that to a uh, Perception uh, Striker. Okay. And then from there, I went to a Vibe Sea Ghost. And then when they came out with the Vibe Maverick, I was like, man, I got to check this thing out. Uh, cause I was getting into more, uh, trying to get into more like throw and go stuff, just like, just have something in the back of my truck and it just, it kind of fit the bill and, uh, I got into it, loved it. So, and now I've started fly fishing and it's even better. That's cool. That's cool, man. I'm, so, uh, go ahead, Jay. I was going to say, so what do you own right now? These like with your kayaks and stand up? Um, actually, man, I've got a, a Cubera, Yellowfin, uh, Shearwater, a, uh, the Skipjack 90, and I've got a boat too. So, is that that Shearwater looks pretty good? Is that thing pretty? I've been in it more than anything lately. Yeah. I really like it. Yep. I always like that, the, the look of that one. Oh, yeah. It's like, a nice guy. The colors are cool too on those. They're like, they're real vibrant. <laughs> yeah. So, I got a, I got one that was gray. The, uh, uh, the raven color mm. and i named it the queen anne's revenge because blackbeard <laughs> <laughs> well at least you're not a dork <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's that uh cubera up on the yep. up on That's the, the color screen I got too. Oh, that, yep. looks, that looks pretty good yep. it's like they took a kayak and just chopped the the gunnel walls off of it you know made yeah. it flat it's pretty sweet are you yeah, made it really easy to lose gear so. Yeah. Oh, I bet. I bet. I bet you got to tether everything you can. Um, yeah. Well, I don't carry much anyway. But yeah, some people tether a lot. Tether are you so. are you using the actual seat, or are you doing a cooler? No, I've got a seat. Um, yeah, actually, seat. the seat that's on the on the screen there. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. No, I have used the cooler before, but yeah. yeah, that seat's where it's at. Gotcha. Yeah, I think it's more for like the skinny dudes. Like they can <laughs> yeah. they can like dance a jig on top of the cooler yeah. and not like fall. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I mean, speaking of that, like, how's the stability on that thing? Oh, it's great, man. Um, yeah, stand up to, to sight fish for reds, you know, stand up to pee, you know, everybody does it, you know, 
turn sideways, you can do it. Okay. I mean, of course, you got to test the, you know, you got to test yeah. it. You got to find out where it's at. But oh, yeah. It'll dump you. But if you know your limits, you're good. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Brian, so Brian can't use one of those down south because he sees a spider, snake, <laughs> hey, man, alligator. It's, easy, it's yeah. easier to run on the top of the water that way. <laughs> yeah. I know. Yeah. You're going you to summon your uh, inner Jesus on that one, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I'll part that stuff like the Red Sea. I'm just saying. Well, and, and that's that's something too man like you brought up you just had a recent gator encounter that you said was uh kind of gnarly yeah. i just had my first gator encounter out of a kayak um when i was down in florida for the the kbf event here i don't know what two weeks ago and i was back in this channel fishing the marina and you know the left side was you know all boat docks and stuff the right side was all like tall because semi grass and brush and all of a sudden like i just seen something green like in brown move in a splash and i just saw reeds moving left and right like heading my direction i was like nope that's it i'm out of here yeah. pegged that newport motor spun around and just got out of there as fast as i could <laughs> oh man what if your motor didn't work uh <laughs> Probably would have had uh, gone back to the hotel to change my shorts. <laughs> let's just let's just leave it at that. It would have been like in the movies. You're like, oh, oh, oh I can not turn on. Well, and the and the bad part was too is I lost my paddle earlier in the morning. My paddle is somewhere on the bottom of Lake Kissimmee somewhere. So like I didn't even have something like big and heavy to like smack at it. You know, like fishing rods only going to do so much you know but dude uh, you lost your paddle too yeah like because i know matt ball did as well yeah i don't know how i did it but uh i lost it it's somewhere and i didn't realize it till later in the day dude i like i was talking to jimmy jimmy skinner and i like looked down and i was like Where's my paddle? <laughs> There's 350 bucks floating around on the water. Yeah. Uh, it was a it was a new canoe paddle, so it wasn't uh, that much, but like you know, still, I mean, it's a couple yeah, hundred bucks. yeah, they're not cheap, that's for yeah. sure. So, so let's hear Jeff. Like, yeah, I mean, and, you're you dealing know, with these things. Like, how how do you deal with them? And uh, I don't know, man. You got bigger cojones than I do because yeah, well, Gator. I Gators, 380. <laughs> well, there you go. There's a there's an option. Yeah. I mean, you gonna go hand to hand? Yeah. So no, this this little canal that I fished for tarpon, man, it's it's not wide. It's like ten foot wide. And I was paddling down it. I was in my skipjack ninety, man, a little kayak, nine foot kayak, and just fly fishing in there. And uh, I said. The canal, all right, so i got to give you a little backstory on the canal. It goes from a bayou to a gator farm, like a legit gator farm where they're raising gators and charging tourists outrageous money to feed a gator a marshmallow. So I'm headed down this canal, and occasionally their gators would get loose, and that's what happened, man. This, this big old big old girl, man, probably 10, 12 foot long, comes sliding off the bank in front nope. of me. Nope. <laughs> and of course, I'm not to where the good fishing is, you know, yet. I mean, she's, yeah. she's just sitting there in the water, and I'm like, all right, what you, what you going to do? I'm going to slow up and, you know, see what's going on here. And she just goes under. So I'm like, oh. all right, I'm going to book it. 
And so I started yeah. taking off and she comes up again in front of me, like a few hundred yards away and she's blocking the canal again. And uh, so she just kind of, she didn't really get aggressive then, but she was blocking my way. It was just kind of uneasy. But she went down one more time and this time she stayed there. I didn't see her going forward. You know, yeah. they, they push a lot of water. And uh, so I get kind of over the top of where she's at and I'm paddling. I'm paddling hard, man. And uh, she comes up beside me and just takes a swat at my paddle. And uh, Ooh. that's, yeah. Like with her tail or with her mouth? No, with her mouth. Oh, that'll like, make that'll make your stinker pucker. Yeah. Wait, wait a minute, man. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, all right, all right. Let's let's take this yeah. back a step. Yep. Okay. To twelve foot gator just yeah. slithers into the water in front of you, kind of mm. sits there. You start paddling after she goes down. She pops up again. That wasn't like, hey, red flag. Let's turn around and go home. <laughs> like, well, come man, on, bro. Like, as what? long as I've been around here, I've never had like an aggressive gator ever like that's crazy do anything and then this one i mean she was just looking for a marshmallow she wasn't trying to eat me or nothing she just wanted yeah. a free snack well that's how it starts she was thinking look at jeff jones he looks yeah. like a little snack yeah, yeah, yeah. so i guess like my paddle splashes man i guess i just mimic you know people throwing big old marshmallows in the water because that's what they eat at the gator farm so. that's what makes it that would make sense for sure yeah. like injured fish on the surface something yeah. you know their food hitting the top like did you end up with like uh teeth marks in your paddle blade no she was it wasn't like a, an aggressive like really hard bite she was there her head was there her mouth was there and she just kind of so yeah. well and that goes and that, and that goes with anything right like that's why they tell people don't feed gators out in the wild absolutely now, now they're associating person with yeah. food and you could become yep. the food if, if, like, the situation, you know, works that way. I mean, the, the worst part was where, you know, where it was at. That canal was really small, and that could have turned in pretty dangerous, you know, if, if oh, it sure. flipped me or whatever. But, yeah. That's the I only mean, time how I've wide, ever had any issues with how, the gator. How wide bank to bank are we talking, like, in that canal? Ten foot, nine foot. Uh, it kind of varies. It's not wide at all. Yeah, that's, yeah. You're I mean, right, you got bro. a nine foot kayak, so I mean, there you go. Yeah. So <laughs> when the gator turns around in the canal, like you see both ends of the gator, it's that small of a canal. Jeez. Oh, dude, so, what you yeah. you need to go tomorrow to a doctor and get your head checked, bro? <laughs> see, okay, come on, no, man. You yeah. just got to see the fishing in there, man. <laughs> I already already would. I already would have had the bazooka out. Like, yeah, right. Bazooka. Yeah. I'd be yeah. throwing dynamite. Yeah, no. <laughs> you know? Yeah, so it got so scary when we like, legit. After that happened, I texted a couple of my buddies and told them where I was at. And yeah. it's like, look, man, if I go missing, here's where I'm going to be. So, yeah. <laughs> look for the 12-foot gator. I'll be inside. Yeah. yeah. I told them a little of what was going on, sent them location. Like, don't tell my wife right now. Like, don't, don't yeah. call her. <laughs> you're like i'm oh, still gonna man. fish this spot i don't want to give it up yet but, yeah you know well i mean typically they're usually like most wildlife right where they're more afraid of you than you are of them Absolutely. type deal you know yeah. so it's i mean i get that like i that one that slithered into the water i'm sure he saw me and kind of got freaked out and was just like yep i'm out of here you know some some weird creature in a floating plastic boat near me you know yeah. it was only a four footer the one i saw yeah yeah but they're, they are predators and they know it so i mean i mean yeah they don't want to really mess with you but i mean 
they also scared either. Yeah, they also know that they're like, all right, get close enough. <laughs> well, in in Jeff, you could probably correct me if I'm wrong because you probably know more about this than I. But like, typically when they get a little little agitated is during mating season, right? Like when yeah. there's a mating season going on, they get a little yeah, little. Iffy. I I never go anywhere near a nest because that's just that's just being stupid. Yeah. yeah, yeah. When when is that season typically like down south? Uh, sometime in the spring, man. I just, I know it cause their nests are massive. They're just like, they're eight to 10 foot humongous mounds. And usually when you see that, don't go to, I don't even know what time of year it is. I know it's in the spring, but I don't know what month or whatever. So I just never go near them. Does that, deter- I mean, I don't, I don't try to go near them ever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Never. <laughs> Does that deter you from c- certain fishing locations? Not really, not really. They're they're in the marsh more than more than anything when they're nesting, and typically in the spring the marsh isn't great fishing anyway. So yeah, and, That's and, good. Well, and you got your three eighty, so you're good. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, it'll stop something. It's got those zombie rounds in it. So. I was gonna say that's like a baby yeah. nine, dude. That's like yeah, I was gonna say three eighty. Like, come on, man. Like, like you for- have like a. What's that big like revolver? Like a what judge? Was that? Yeah, yeah, The things like, that they use to shoot <laughs> bears, you know. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, what like, I'm using. All the waters out. Like, where'd the water go? <laughs> so you you were saying back in this canal where you were trying to go, you were actually going to try and chase some tarpon, right? Yeah, that's right. That's uh, we need. It. It's it's one of the places in in Mississippi you can go and catch tarpon, speckled trout, redfish, uh, and bass all in the same spot. And hmm. sometimes there's bluegill. Just depends on salinity. So, so I mean, is is there like the? I mean, is it just? You said it was only like ten feet wide. Is it the whole like river? No, it area? opens. It opens up um, further in there, and there's a couple canals that actually connect to it, like okay. drainage ditches and stuff going into it. And that's the spots, man, because where gotcha. those uh, currents converge, fish just hang out, and nobody goes back there. Hmm. Uh, it's just, probably there's because no there's access. A, it's yeah. probably more uh, because of the twelve foot gator that spans that the, might be, of the yeah. canal. Yeah, I'm now yeah. from one end of the canal, yeah. <laughs> I know he's like, and that's the one thing everyone's banking on. It's like, you know, yeah. we can go, but I have yeah. to warn you about yeah, the right. fifth turn. Right. You know, it's like, no, that's on the way to the good spot. Yeah. You really want to just be quiet through that area. <laughs> yeah. Make make sure you bring the heat with. You're, yeah. you're gonna want some form of some well, you form know, of weapon. I can see him doing too. Like, you know, you're going through the area and you're like bringing like now that we know it's marshmallows. You're like throwing them off like flares, like off a fighter jet. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know? <laughs> just like get by, you know. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great. So I know you're you're big into fly fishing now. Has fly fishing now, like, has that been something you've been doing for a long time? Like uh, going back years. into these two years now? Two years, yeah. So. What what kind of made you drop the conventional rod and get into like the fly fishing end of things? All right, so my wife, um, she's a she's a she's over our children's uh, department at our church, and they sent her on a conference to Gatlinburg. And okay, I she had conferences to do all day, and I was like, well, I'm gonna fish, and you know, obviously, you want to fly fish when you're up there for trout. So yeah. I bought this little uh, small three weight cheap. It was like a Bass Pro job, and I uh, got up there. 
caught a few trout and absolutely loved it. So uh came home and got an Orvis Helios three in eight weeks. Nice. So, yeah. And now I've got a, several rods. <laughs> yeah, I was minutes. gonna say <laughs> it's all downhill from there, my friend. Yeah, yeah. I've got a mountain of uh debt into fly fishing. <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole different kind of debt too. Yeah, yeah. Bro, yeah. It's rough. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's like I remember when I walked into a fly shop and I heard how much like the cheapest rod there was. And I was like, excuse me? Yeah. yeah. I'm like, yeah. how much? I, I, <laughs> I laugh I laugh when bass fishermen are like, yeah, I got best rods ever man high end 300 bucks 400 bucks and i'm <laughs> i just chuckle yeah, a little yeah. bit like yeah get a high-end fly rod like there's a story uh, a friend of my dad his kid got in uh, uh got heavy into steelhead fishing you know up here tributaries and stuff and uh so he asked his buddy that knew more about fly fishing than he did to go pick him up a uh, uh, not top of the line rod, but like a little less than that, you know, guy had money came back. He's like, here's the rod, you know, you owe me 1300 bucks. And he was like, what? Like 1300 <laughs> yeah. bucks. Yeah. Like, what are you talking about? But yeah, no, it's, uh, it's fly- expensive, man. Especially you do it in salt water. Cause you gotta have a reel that's got drag and gotta have something that'll, that won't tear up in salt water. So. Right. 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 Yeah. Right. yeah. yeah. So, I mean, the, one of my bucket list things to do is to catch a tarpon on a fly rod. Uh, I mean, you're going oh, yeah. back into those channels. You're catching some tarpon on the fly. Yeah, I'm, I'm catching small tarpon now. There's, it's a nursery that I'm fishing. So 30-inch max is about the biggest tarpon I've caught in there. Yeah, but uh, still, but man, like a 30-inch tarpon. A 30-inch tarpon, you're still going to want like a six-weight because they'll, okay. they'll mess you up coming tail dancing out of the water as usual oh, yeah. all that stuff that's it tail dancing man they hit like a freight train dude uh so so do they do tarpon in any other area close to you come through seasonally yeah um we got some barrier islands out on the coast of mississippi and alabama and we have a you know we have a schools of big tarpon i'm talking right. like 100 to 150 pounders that that swing wow. in the summer so crazy dude and they're chasing red minnows and different different uh bait fish and they'll go to louisiana and go back to florida so huh all right so uh yeah i just looked up uh i will be to your house in 14 hours and one minute (laughs) one minute let's do it man you want to know you don't want to know it's funny too it's like well i don't know if you know this jeff but i'm moving to just outside uh knoxville yeah in april but you're from what i'm looking here to to mobile alabama it's uh about Seven and a half hours, eight hours. Yeah, you know, for my house where I'm gonna be at. That's a day trip, man. It's yeah, it's eight <laughs> hours from here to there. Yeah. You know? <laughs> that's eight hours like to your house. Well, you hey, know? man, it only takes about an hour, man, and you can have all the fun you want with a tarpon. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, that's wild. So, are you? um Because I'm always curious, man. Like, you know, I got heavy into fly fishing for a hot minute there, and uh you know, it was. uh you know got into fly fishing you'd start buying some flies all that stuff and then you start tying your flies yeah and then like i even went to the extent of building a fly rod and like things like that man like so are you are you tying up your own flies and stuff too? i am man I, I decided pretty 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 early on in my fly fishing that i wanted to uh i wanted to tie about 90 percent of the flies i'm using so uh 
they don't look good, but they catch fish. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're like, I ain't gonna be posting any pictures, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've stumbled onto a couple gems that are uh, that work pretty good. Uh, one of my favorite lures in conventional world is a Miradine uh, for trout, for well, pretty much anything in inshore. And I decided I was gonna try to imitate that with a fly, and uh, I tied that, and it's that's a pretty good one. Uh, and then I've also got a crawfish fly that just have caught some of the pickiest bass I've ever seen. So, no, is that like a weighted fly or is that? Oh yeah, it's like a yeah. chuck and duck. Like okay. watching watching here, <laughs> it's it's got a tungsten uh, head on it and it's uh it's heavy. It's you could probably cast it with a casting rod. Gotcha. Yeah. It's so a mirror, a mirrodine. I, I'm pulling it up here. It, it mm. kind of looks like a. Uh, almost like a like a zara spook bait kind of but like more of like a condensed like shad pattern right yeah it's got a flat uh profile uh from the top down and it's shad shad shaped and it'll it'll suspend in the water um and twitch back and forth yep yeah yeah. see i'm sure i got a picture of the five and you sorry man Hey man, he's excited. We're excited. Yeah. yeah. He's like, I want to be on the pod. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, guest appearance, bro. Um, no, that's interesting, man. So, uh, so like, this, I know I, I could probably share it a different way, but this is kind of what, what it looks like. Um, okay. Okay. Yeah. You using like synthetic hair on that? Yeah. Um, Got some uh, EP fibers. And, okay. Uh, yeah, I yeah. just wait to hook with some lead or, I want to put a big eye on it. Nice, 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 nice. You know, I've I, like, it's funny just thinking back, like I've made, like that was the one kind of fly I was like always looking for, like what can I make that's going to represent like a small bait fish like that. Mm-hmm. And I forget the name of the pattern, dude, but it almost looks exactly like a minnow, like a silver shad or, um, and it's, uh, it's duck feathers, the under belly feathers from a mallard yeah so it's kind of got that black white and you kind of had to wrap them wrap them wrap them but the the way that that thing moved through the water and the way that those feathers like condensed down but still had some movement to them one of the sexiest things ever i'll have to look up that pattern and send it to you dude it's it's killer crazy enough man I, i caught a wood duck the other day and uh and plucked all the feathers out of it so you somebody a, wait, wait, yeah, wait, wait, yeah, wait, yeah, wait, wait, caught a wood duck what? or you hey, shot a wood duck? No, no, no. This is my second duck to catch. All right. So we'll, we'll start with the wood duck, the second one. All right. Somebody has shot this duck down and I seen it in the bayou and I was like, man, that's the best looking decoy I've ever seen in my life. Like it was just sitting <laughs> on, like not moving. And I'm like, I got to go check this thing out, man. See what kind of decoy it is. So I go there and uh, it was actually a live duck. And he was just, he was hurt. I just picked him up. I knew he was going to die. And I was like, this is some fly time material here. Yeah, buddy. So I uh, got him. But the, actually, the first duck I caught was on the fly rod, and it was very much uh, a whale. It was a redhead hen, and she was diving. I was in a canal. And she was feeding or whatnot, and I was casting, and her foot got hung into the bend of one of my hooks. And that was a that was pretty fun, pretty fun fight. A little bit in the air, a little bit in the water. I was gonna say, yeah, how does that go? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. I, yeah, I remember as a kid, uh, we used to go to the, the lake in town, Crystal Lake, and uh, 
we'd rent a rowboat like we'd we'd go mow lawns and stuff take our money and go up to the lake rent a little rowboat and we'd fish and uh what were those pre-rigged like three hook plastic worms man who makes those somebody's watching worms. yeah oh yeah so buddy casts it out and like this duck goes like swimming after it and like <laughs> so he reels it in real quick and i'm like dude don't cast over there man you're gonna end up hooking that duck so what's the idiot do he casts it right back there duck like chomps down on it because he thinks it's a a, a freaking worm swimming through the water hooks it in the bill and dude i'm telling you like at this point in time we're probably like 14 you know and it's like what do we do now you know it was the same thing like jeff was saying some was in the water some was in the air some was underwater like yeah so we ended up getting that duck like into the side of the boat and got it unhooked and it 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 got away unharmed (laughs) had a little piercing in the bill but that's crazy man it's wild. You know, it's, I had the same experience uh, down in Miami. I was trying to catch peacock bass, and it was by a bunch of, like, Muscovy ducks, tame ducks, and they were trying to get the lure just as much as the peacock bass were, man. <laughs> I had a harder time not catching a duck than I did catching a peacock. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's like up here, you know. We got seagulls, like, diving at baits and stuff, mm-hmm. especially if you're, you know, working at top water like you're talking about doing. Yeah. But yeah, that's wild, man. Yeah, see so, mean, man. Are you are you fishing just primarily saltwater only? No, man. I fish uh everything. Actually, lately I've been fishing more freshwater creeks than anything. Okay. Uh, I I've kind of got into this uh this blue line kick where I'm just stopping at any body of water and checking it out. And uh, man, it's paying off really good. I'm uh, catching a lot of bass and a lot of different sunfish species. Nice. Nice. Very cool. No, I'm always curious, man. Like I was talking to a guy today about, uh, you know, uh, we, we were talking, uh, guys like, a uh, cup scout leader and he teaches a lot of, you know, scouts how to fish and things like that. And he's big into fly fishing. And then we, uh, we were talking about, uh, the schools by his, his home, you know, a lot of them have, uh, high school bass teams and things like that. I brought up Jackson or, you know, now the kids fishing at the collegiate level started in the kayak world. And, uh, he's like, it would be really cool. Like if they had something where like you had to fish freshwater, saltwater, you know, both like inshore, offshore and like all yeah. that kind of stuff. Like it'd be a cool competition, like where they change up the styles of fishing, like every tournament or something. So, yeah. Make it an angler tournament. Yeah, like, exactly. How can you do on everything? Yeah. Exactly. I love that idea, man. <clears throat> yeah. That'd so we were, we were talking about that today, man. And it's unique. Cause like, I, I mean, I'll admit like I've grown up in the upper Midwest my entire life and I've, I've never fished saltwater. I'm like super fascinated had my opportunity was supposed to fly out beginning of april COVID hit in march and that trip got canceled so and i haven't rescheduled it yet but it's going to happen this year whether i'm coming to jeff jones's house or dustin nichols like somebody's taking me saltwater <laughs> fishing damn it but yeah. no it's cool man because it's a, it's a different unique beast you know and, and to be uh you know well-versed in, in both i think it, that's super cool especially for folks that live near near the coast like you do 
Yeah, man. So I, I kind of branded uh, Brackish Coast and the Brackish Fly. That's my uh, YouTube and, and podcast and everything uh, because of that, because I've not set on any certain species or certain body of water. I kind of fish it all. So. And that's that's just like our man Dustin, man. I, I know we keep going back to that, but like he's the same way. He's just as good on the salt as he is on the fresh, you know. Um, for you guys tuning in uh, live, I'm just dropped the link down to uh, Jeff's podcast, uh, The Brackish Fly. If you guys are listening, you guys can go find it on Spotify and I'm sure any other platform, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Just search The Brackish Fly and yeah. uh subscribe to that start I think listening. I'm about three episodes in and actually recording another one tonight with a guy that uh that wrote the book on red eye fishing red oh eye nice fishing. yeah so but it's been fun man i, I enjoy doing the podcast and, and doing this it's a lot of fun yeah so what made you kind of like decide hey let's uh let's start a podcast and start talking about this well, so I got a I got a buddy that, that I fish with a lot and he's on some of my, my Brackish Coast videos on YouTube. Uh, Mr. Matt Therrell, he was like, man, we should just start a talk show, like a morning show on the radio. And I was like, dude, we can't do that. Like, we're not radio hosts. He was like, let's start a podcast. I was like, yeah, let's do it. And we're both musicians, so we both had a lot of equipment to do it. And we just started and uh, come find out. I love it. <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I like it too, with the exception of Jay, but you know, it is what it is. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it happens man no i'm kidding i'm kidding what do you think has been like the biggest struggle getting it going finding the time to do it uh, i'm a business owner like i got my own business and that god dude i'm sure the business owners understand yeah it's uh 24 7 phone never what, stops ringing what kind of uh business are you in man man it's gonna sound weird but i do cemetery work i'm a grave digger and headstones monuments Okay. Yeah, okay. all that so, stuff. I'm in the death industry. Yeah. <laughs> somebody I mean, needs to get somebody needs to get some money off of it. You know, that's like that's like the one business that's not going anywhere. Yeah. You know. Right. Yeah. That's job security right there, man. Oh yeah. Yes. <laughs> no, I, I mean I used to be a business owner as well, man. And it was the same way, like just nonstop phone calls all day, all night. So yeah. I get it, man. I get it. I get it. So um so you said you guys are three episodes in? Yeah, yeah. I started last year, but honestly, the quality I was I was putting out, I wasn't satisfied with. So I just put cut the plug on it. And I've got a bunch of episodes that nobody will ever hear. But uh, this year, I got upgraded a lot of equipment and uh, finally got the audio where I want it. So I'm putting out an episode a week, and I think I've got uh, about six recorded so far. So oh, nice, dude. Yeah. Nice. Are you releasing them on any certain day of the week, or? Yep, Saturdays at five o'clock. In the evening or yeah, morning? In the evening. Um, okay. Central time. Right on. Right on. Um, I got to ask you this because you live in Alabama. How close are you to Greenbow? Never heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> Forrest Gump, man. Forrest Gump. Well, it was filmed in Bayou Battery, and that's like 20 minutes away. I give I give people from Alabama a hard time all the time because they're like, there's no such thing as Greenbow, Alabama. So I always bring yeah. it up. Bring you know, up. recently they tore the house down that uh, that they filmed here. Really? Yeah. Oh man. It's kind of a yeah. Was that because of Jedi? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. You know, Jedi. 
That's so bad. I'm not doing that again. <laughs> I may not be a smart man, but I do know what love is. The other day, one of my kids asked, like, who is Forrest Gump? I'm, like, oh, I'm going to school. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Pull up your chair, kids. Yeah. <laughs> we about to do some learning. Yeah. That's great, man. Um, so I mean, what's next, man? Like you got the YouTube going, you're starting the podcast, you're fly fishing, you're doing a bunch of freshwater, man. Like, what's uh what's kind of your goals for 2022? Uh well, I've got a few trips planned already. Um I'm going back to the Sewanee River or the Wasissa River. I'm going to chase Sewanee bass, and I'm pretty sure it's Wasissa nice. River. Uh, going for that. Um, going to chase Bartram's bass in North Georgia. Um, the Cahaba bass. I'm, I'm trying to check off the, all the black bass species this year. That's and cool. pretty much the only ones I'm missing is a few of the red eyes and Guadalupe. And at some point, maybe – this summer I'm going to go after Guadalupe, uh, going to go back to Tennessee for trout, um, planning another Ohio trip for smallmouth. So when are you going back to Tennessee? Uh, my kids spring break, man. I think it's in April. Oh, we're going to miss each other then. Yep. That's, that's code for, he doesn't want to hang out with you, Jay. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, Oh, I swear. Okay. Jeff. (laughs) You know, it's really weird that you planned your trip at the same time I'm moving down there. It's funny. That's funny. So with, with all the bass species, are you trying to do those all on the fly or are you doing conventional gear on that too? Or a mixture of both? Kind of a mixture of both. I started it on conventional, but now I've kind of switched over to fly and eventually I'm going to go back and do them all on fly. Um, Nice. Kind of the only one I'm missing on fly is shoal bass right now. So everything else has been on fly. I, I know a few guys over there in Georgia that are infamous for uh, some Sholies I could probably God, set you dude. up with. That's a fun bass. <laughs> <laughs> well, they keep, they keep, I got an open invite and uh, shout out to uh, Clay Ragsdale, Garrett Pate, all those guys from Veterans Kayak Fishing, you know, like I, I get a message probably once every other month or so, like when you coming down, bro, like you keep yeah. talking about it when you coming down and I'm like, I got you, I got you. <clears throat> yeah. But uh, no, that's, it's, that's cool. Like it, has it been done before where all this black bass species have been caught on the fly? I'm sure I haven't actually looked into it, but I'm sure it has maybe. <laughs> that'd be, I mean, that'd be interesting to know if somebody has done that. I yeah. mean, fly fishing for for bass, especially like smallmouth and stuff in the rivers, that's become more and more popular over the past few years. It seems like so. I'm sure somebody's probably attempted it. Yeah. I just don't know if it's been done. I've been telling people, man, I trade redfish for smallmouth. Like those chokers are something else, man. Really, really. Oh yeah, absolutely. Man, yeah, it, you can have redfish. I'll take smallmouth. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's weird because I think like a lot of guys that can catch smallmouth all the time would say the opposite. Like, you know, because it's redfish yeah. isn't a, a, a species that they can fish for or catch all the time. So it's, it's kind of interesting. Yeah. You know, we have so many redfish here in Mississippi, man. You don't even have to target them. Like if you target trout, you'll catch redfish. If you target flounder, you'll catch redfish. They're <laughs> there. They're just everywhere. And they'll eat anything you put in front of them. Now, I'm, I'm not going to pass one up that's tailing, you know. I'm going to throw something at it, but you, know, you don't even have to target them to catch them. 
What's the biggest one you caught? Uh, didn't measure, but I'm gonna guess around forty something pounds. Redfish? Yeah. Wow. Holy. That was crap. that was actually on a pier, so it was a big bull red. Yeah. Holy crap. That's massive. You guys yeah. get a uh, snook over by you, or is that too far no, north? No, it's too far north. I okay. wish because that's another one I like chasing too. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. When it, when you're fly fishing for the redfish and the sea trout and stuff, are you using like shrimp patterns or like I know like that's usually a pretty common thing, right? Because they're usually up in the marshes chasing yep. shrimp. It, it kind of depends on what they're keying in. Sometimes I'll uh, most of the time I'll start with a minnow pattern and suspend. Okay. And then if they're not anywhere near the surface of the water, um, I'll go to something deeper like a shrimp or uh, even a crab imitation. Just something that's getting yeah, yeah. crabs. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just kind of work the water columns. Uh, usually shrimp are on the bottom and bait fish are on the top. So Interesting. I swap it up like that. You taking multiple fly rods out with you, like rigged up with the different patterns, or are you just bringing one rod, one reel? And no, I'm usually taking, usually taking two fly rods with me, a six-weight and eight-weight. Um, my eight weight is going to have the weighted flies, the heaviest weighted, and my six weight is going to be the lighter fly. So. It's pretty rad. I like it. Again, I could be there in 14 hours. Let's do it, man. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> I got to work tomorrow. Yeah, well, call in sick. Uh, yeah. Dude, I wish hey, I could. I, you got the, I, could. I got the vid. I got the yeah. vid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. You get two weeks I, off then, right? I think I, think I, I, think I have a fever. <laughs> I, I should go rest in Mobile, Alabama. Sorry, yeah, yeah. boss. Doctor said get plenty of sun and heat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great, man. That's great. Right on, dude. Um, I, I dig what you're doing, and it, it's definitely different, right? Like, you know, we had J.D. DeRozier on a, a few weeks yeah. back. And, uh, you know, he's been doing big in the, the paddle stand up paddle boards and, mm -hmm. you know, you're doing it more and more people. I mean, one of our hosts, uh, Brad Hicks, he's been rocking that, uh, pretty much all fall and winter up in Ohio chasing smallmouth. you know, it's, mm -hmm. uh, like you said, you got more into the grab and go. And I think that's what like the big appeal is to it. Right. Absolutely, man. The simplicity is just amazing, especially for fly fishermen. There's really nothing on the deck. Uh, you put a seed in it, you know, grab one fly rod, you're good to go. And the one I use, the, the Kuberia, has got the deck pad, so I just use that as a, my fly box. I'll stick a few flies into the deck pad. Nice. Or in this hat, actually, I usually have flies in it, but I got a new fly box today and unloaded <laughs> everything off my hat. <laughs> I, I, how, I mean, that's got to help, too, for stealth, right? I mean, I'm sure a kayak mm -hmm. is super stealthy, but – Salt, saltwater fish like what you're chasing are kind of skittish, right? So having that stealth yeah. approach on the stand-up paddleboard's got to play a huge role, right? It, occasionally they're they're skittish. You know, we got really dirty water here in Mississippi, and uh, if they've been pressured a lot and it's a really calm day, they'll they're pretty they're pretty tough. You need a, a forty foot cast to get to them, but uh, man, they're sometimes they're just stupid, and mm -hmm. you can walk right up and drop something on them. Using like a nine foot rod or a ten? Yeah, nine foot. Nine foot. Yeah. Just get that extra oomph. Man, I'd say one of my favorite catches on fly so far though. I caught a uh, I caught a redfish on a four weight. 
I was oh. trout fishing, and he just <laughs> came out of nowhere. And it was a slot red, about a 20-incher, and he just wrecked me. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's got to be a gas. In. Yeah. I thought he was going to break the rod several times. <laughs> <laughs> I've told this story before, man. Like, the first time, like, I, I was similar to you, man. I, I bought a cheap fly rod from, like, I think it was, like, Sports Authority, and it was, like, yeah. 35 bucks. And I went up to the uh, one of the tributaries running on a Lake Michigan, and salmon were running. And I hooked into a 17-pound king salmon. <laughs> and by the time I landed that thing, there was no gears, no drag yeah. <laughs> left in that reel whatsoever. Yeah. And it was like a seven-weight rod, and this thing's freaking jumping and everything. So, <laughs> I, I mean, That's it's awesome. it like like I tell people, like, fly fishing is like fishing for, like, a a really big fish with ultralight tackle, right? Absolutely. Like, yeah. It's, it's so rad when you, when you hook into a huge fish and you're trying to fight them, you know, and a lot of that, you know, it's not like real and playing them. Like you got to play them with the line in your hand and holding the rod and playing them with that too, man. It's, it, it can be tricky. Yeah. Lots I'm still, I'm still new at it, but most of the fish I catch, I don't, I don't put on the reel. I'll, I'll use them, you know, I'll hand line them in. So. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. I'm pretty much the same way, man. Unless, unless they get to that run and they're just kind of sitting there doing like head shakes, you know, and you can yeah. real quick reel up the slack line while you're kind of holding it with your rod hand, you know, but I mean, even still, it's just so much funner just hand lining them in like Absolutely. That. You get yeah. to feel everything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's like, you know, like we're going to do this weekend, Jay, a little, little hand lining some pike in through the ice hole, you know, pretty much. <laughs> chasing hot dogs <laughs> there you go there you go but uh no man it's it's all good stuff dude um looking it's like jeff's gonna run out of juice yeah, yeah <laughs> we're, <He's> we're, like... <laughs> we're we're winding down here man we're uh pretty much almost at an hour but uh yeah, no, I dig what you're doing, man, and I look forward to it. I'm gonna go uh, subscribe to the old podcast, uh, catch up on that, man. I I love yeah, listening to other guys' stuff, dude. That's cool. I've got uh, I've got several videos I'm sitting on too, but man, I'm I'm having a hard time. It's crazy, man. When I go fishing and break out the camera, like the fish are just like, nah, bro. But <laughs> that's how it always goes, right? <laughs> so I'm having a hard time even getting video content right now, but. Um, Eventually, I'll get back on the YouTube game and and start uploading every week. It's pretty infrequent right now. Right on, right on. Well, for those of you listening and watching, uh, uh, we dropped the uh, his YouTube channel down in the uh, uh, comment section, so you guys could go uh, give him a sub, follow him, and uh, those listening on all the podcast platforms, we'll be sure to put those links uh, down in the show notes for you folks. So that way you can go uh, check it out and, you know, follow what Jeff is doing and all that good stuff, man. So, Jeff, we'll give you the floor, man. Any final thoughts, shout outs, anything like that, man, you want to throw out there before we wrap this thing up? Well, yeah, man, i got to give some credit to Vibe Kayaks, man. They get me wherever I want to fish. <laughs> like, And I know that's just... It's just a brand I like. I love the people behind it. Josh, Thomas, Miriam, man, they're just awesome people. Uh, I've made made friends in the family, you know, with the Vibe Kayaks team. And uh, bending branches, I mean, Gator hit the paddle and it didn't really do much to it. 
Yeah. And they just look good too, man. <laughs> I'm using that Angler Navigator. And, oh, nice. Uh, God, nice. dude, I love it. It's a great paddle. Y'all talking about losing paddles. One of my one of my kids dropped off uh, my original Navigator Ooh. in the bayou one time, and it was lost for about an hour. And we finally oh. found it <laughs> floating. So yeah. got that. And then, uh, you know, we're talking about stand-up paddleboard stuff falling over. I use Savior Outdoors uh, retrieval devices on my rods and different things. And I actually just shared a picture the other day, man. I've got a rod that should have been lost four different times. And uh, because that retrieval device is still kicking. It's That's a conventional awesome. rod, so it don't get as much use as it used to. But, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's so awesome. I even got them on the fly rod, and I gotta say, man, the the the, uh, the confidence and knowing that that rod is gonna be with me, you know, for the next trip is uh, is priceless. You know, it's worth every bit of cutting that cork off and gluing it on. So, heck yeah, go. man, heck yeah. yeah. Right on, brother. Well, we appreciate you uh, joining us tonight, man. Sharing the good word and. Catching up with you and uh, hearing all the crazy stories and what you're doing <laughs> with the fly rod down there yeah. in the in the marshes and the bayou and all that stuff, man. It's it's good stuff. It's fun, man. It's a lot of fun. You guys should definitely come check it out. It's yeah. on my list was, of things to do. You had me at tarpon and fly rod. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking about, it, dude. I'm gonna be a lot closer to you now. Do it. Just make it happen, man. Uh, do y'all know Senior Bass Fishing, Juan Carlos? Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's I've, I've seen right. So he uh, he came fishing with me one time, and like he's been every couple months since. So he just left today from down here catching sheephead and huh. uh, redfish. So, nice. Yeah. Heck yeah, man. I texted him the other day. I was like, man, uh, what you doing? When you want to come fishing? He was like, I want to move down there. <laughs> <laughs> I know. That's what this stuff does, dude. It, like, you yeah. start fishing. I mean, it's it's easy to want to be somewhere else. That's for yeah. sure. Yeah. So yeah, man, you definitely got to come check South Mississippi out. It's underrated for sure, man. So many fish down here. Uh, the water's not clear, so you can get away with chunking anything at them. Well, and that's totally true, man. Because you hear a lot about Texas and Florida, and it's mm-hmm. like Mississippi, Alabama, and Louisiana. You don't hear a ton about. Maybe a little bit more on Louisiana side, yeah. but like. You don't hear a ton about Mississippi or Alabama, which is crazy. Yeah, Mississippi don't get no love, man. And uh, all that muddy water is coming from the rivers. So Alabama's got a little bit clearer water, but it's not still pretty muddy. And you can get away with chunking some some heavy line at them. So. Right on. And you can get right on fish too, man. Uh, as long as the wind's blowing, getting you a little chop, mm-hmm. you can get right on top of fish. And it's, it just makes it easy, man. Heck yeah. Sounds like my kind of fishing. I was just thinking the same thing. I was like, I need, I need some effortless. I mean, I mean, aside from them jumping in the boat, I mean, I'm good. Yeah. All right. Right. <laughs> yeah. You got to figure that out. Awesome, man. Well, we appreciate you, brother. Thanks everybody tuning in, and uh, we will catch you next week. And uh, here's a couple final words from our special sponsors: Tight Lines, Smooth Paddle. Peace. Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode here on Paddle and Fin. Be sure to drop a five-star rating, a thumbs up, or smash that subscribe button on any platform you're listening in on. Be sure to check us out on Waypoint TV, waypointtv.com. Make sure you sign up for the Fantasy Kayak Fishing League. 
at paddleandfin.com forward slash fantasy. You could support this show through Patreon, patreon.com forward slash paddleandfin. Don't forget to check out the website, paddleandfin.com. Catch us on YouTube. If you got a question, comment, or want to see a future guest on the show, be sure to email us at paddleandfin at gmail.com. Shout out to our show supporters, Yak Gadget. You can check out all the fine kayak accessories at yakgadget.com. Pelican Professional. For all your cases, coolers, and lighting needs, go to pelican.com. Rocktown Adventures. Your Midwest premier paddle sports destination. Go to rocktownadventures.com. Eastport Marina, the beautiful destination on Dale Hollow Lake. If you're looking for lodging, kayaks, kayak accessories, or anything fishing related on the beautiful Dale Hollow Lake, go to eastport.info. And Jigmasters Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com and fill your tackle boxes today.